0: Welcome sports fans, you have entered the man cave of the one and only Fan Man broadcasting from his lazy boy recliner somewhere in the Vale of Paradise known as Valparaiso, Indiana. And now I give you the Fan Man. Hey sports fans, welcome to the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. This is going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk about the Georgia-Alabama 2022 College Football Playoff Championship. Before we do that, though, let's go through and talk a little bit about the season that was. And let's first talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. And we all know the Georgia Bulldogs are in the SEC Eastern Conference, and um, let's go. Let's walk through the regular season, and it all really just got set in motion on September 4th when they were playing Clemson, and they beat Clemson 10 to 3. And um, at quarterback at the time was J.T. Daniels threw for 135 yards. Zamir White had 74 yards. Uh, in that game and uh, was really a defensive struggle but Georgia came out on top winning 10 to three. Week two, easy win over UAB um, easy win there. Uh, Stetson Bennett actually played that game. he went 10 for 12 for 288 yards and five touchdown passes for Stetson Bennett against UAB. Then we go to week three and they were playing the South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, This one was in Georgia, and Georgia won 40 to 13. JT Daniels was back for that game, 23 for 31 for 303 yards and three touchdowns. Kendall Milton ran for uh, 66 yards for Georgia in that game against South Carolina. So things are going well um, right now for Georgia, undefeated. Uh, Then they go to Vanderbilt, and they beat Vanderbilt. 62 to nothing in that game. Stetson Bennett was back quarterback in 11 for 15 for 151 yards. Samir White, 48 yards uh, and a touchdown. Brock Bowers, four receptions, 69 yards and two touchdowns. And that kid is something else, Brock Bowers. Um, 62 to nothing over Vanderbilt. And they're on a they're on a goose egg roll here because the following the next week the following week October second, they're home against Arkansas, and another goose egg against the Arkansas Razorbacks, beating Arkansas thirty seven to nothing. Stetson Bennett seven for eleven for seventy two yards, rushing the ball was James Cook twelve twelve uh, carries for eighty seven yards in that one. Georgia just you know was winning twenty four to nothing at the half and coasted in the second half for a 37 to nothing win at home against Arkansas. After that game, they were at Auburn and some thought, you know, going to, going to Auburn to play uh, the Auburn Tigers. Maybe it's going to be a close one, but it wasn't. It was Georgia 34, Auburn 10. And in that game, Stetson Bennett 14 for 21, 231 yards and two touchdowns. Samir White uh, 18 carries for 79 yards, and Ladd McConkey, five receptions for 135 yards. You remember Phil McConkie? Um, 34 for Georgia, 10 for Auburn, and um, it was 17-0 at the half. And once again, in another 17 points Georgia put up in the second half was enough to uh, beat Auburn. After that win, at home, October 16th against the Kentucky Wildcats and another win for Georgia. Winning that one 30-13. And Stetson Bennett, 14-20 for for 250 yards and three touchdown passes. James Cook ran for 51 yards. And that man again, Brock Bowers, five receptions for 101 yards and two touchdowns uh, for a nice win over Kentucky 30-13. After that, they go to Florida to play the Gators October 30th. Um, Always a huge game for Georgia when they're playing Florida. This one was no contest. Georgia 34, Florida 7. Georgia scored 24 points in the second quarter. Uh, Stetson Bennett, 10 for 19 for 161 yards and a touchdown. Samir White rushed for 105 yards. And uh, Kiris Jackson, 59 yards uh, receiving on three receptions and a touchdown. This one was all Georgia 34 to 7. Um, After that Florida game, they're at home again to play Mizzou on November 6th and they manhandled Mizzou, beating Mizzou 43-6. Stetson Bennett 13-19 for for 255 yards and two touchdowns and just such great proficiency for the Georgia offense. I mean the defense we all know is solid, but Stetson Bennett very consistent in all these games Uh, he's played up to this point, right? James Cook ran for 41 yards. Jermaine Burton, three receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. After Missouri, came Tennessee. This one was at Tennessee. And another big win on November 13th for the Georgia Bulldogs, beating Tennessee 41 to 17. Stetson Bennett, another efficient game. 17 for 29, 213 yards and a touchdown. James Cook, 104 yards rushing. Um, and uh, another big win, 17 points in the third, in the second quarter for Georgia, uh, and it was 24 to 10, you know, after the first half, and really uh, no turning back for Georgia in that one. And then it was cupcake time at home against Charleston, Charleston Southern, um, no brainer here, Charleston Southern. You know, November 20th, it was Georgia 56, um, Charleston, uh, Charleston Southern seven. Stetson Bennett, 8 for 14, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Zamir White uh, rushed for 83 yards in that game, Uh, breezed all the way through that one. And um, then next up was the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets, and another goose egg on defense for Georgia, beating Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech, 45 to nothing, Stetson Bennett, Another efficient game, 14-20, 255 yards, four touchdown passes. Kenny McIntosh around for 66 yards and a touchdown. And that man, Brock Bowers, again, three receptions for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, 24 to nothing at the half, coasted all the way through this game, shutting out the Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech. So we get to work week 14, Saturday, December 4th, and Georgia's undefeated. Georgia is undefeated, and now they are playing for the SEC championship game against none other than the Alabama Crimson Tide, right? And um, Georgia ends up losing that game to Alabama for their only loss in the only loss um, for the season, right? Just getting manhandled, losing to Alabama, forty-one to twenty-four. And really the big thing in this game was Alabama, 24 points in that second quarter. Bryce Young, fantastic game, threw for 421 yards, three touchdown passes. Brian Robinson for Alabama, you know, rushed for 55 yards. Jameis Williams, and we'll talk about him leading into the championship game. Um, seven receptions for 184 yards and two touchdowns, right? So big win for Alabama uh, in that game and, um, Alabama moves to number one in the polls after that, right? After that, we go to the postseason, and the first-round playoff game was Georgia and Michigan, right? What was Georgia going to do? Was Georgia going to bounce back from that Alabama loss when they played Michigan? And the answer was, indeed, yes. Georgia, 34, Michigan, 11. Georgia just, you know... Took a huge 27-3 lead at the half, and you knew it was over. Stetson Bennett, 310 yards, three touchdowns uh, in that game. Just had a great game. Holding Michigan without a touchdown. The best Michigan did was a second-quarter field goal in the game. And uh, that brings us to the championship game, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. And that's the game, the rematch against the Alabama Crimson Tides for the national championship. Let's talk a little bit now about the Alabama season. They opened up week one against Miami, and they manhandled uh, the U, leading 27-3 and just coasted all the way through the game. Bryce Young, 344 yards passing, four touchdowns. Brian Robinson rushed for 60. Jameis Williams, four receptions for 126 yards and a touchdown, and it was all Alabama. So Alabama gets off to a great start. Then they play Cupcake in week two. Mercer, beating Mercer 48 to 14. Um, Bryce Young, 227 yards, three touchdowns. Brian Robinson, 70 yards and a touchdown in that game. JoJo Earl, 85 yards on seven receptions for Alabama. And just, you know, manhandled Mercer 48 to 14. We go to week three, September 18th at Florida. And this was a very close game. Um, For the Alabama Crimson Tide, they hung on at Florida, beating Florida, 31 to 29. 31 to 29, right? Bryce Young, 233 yards, three touchdowns. Brian Robinson, 75 yards and a touchdown. Jameis Williams, 61 yards. And um, Alabama hung on at the end, hung on at the end uh, to win that over. Uh, Florida, and they remain undefeated. They learned their lesson after that one. So they're home against uh, Southern Miss, beat Southern Miss 63 to 14. Bryce Young, 313 yards passing, five touchdowns. Roydell Williams, 110 yards rushing and a touchdown. And Jahil Billingsley, 105 yards uh, on five receptions and a touchdown. And this game was 42 to seven at the half, all Alabama. Alabama coasted the rest of the way. Another home game in week five, October 2nd, against Ole Miss. Alabama, you know, put a whipping on Ole Miss. 42 to 21, Alabama scoring three touchdowns in the second quarter. Um, Bryce Young, 241 yards passing. Brian Robinson, a huge game, 36 carries, 171 yards and four touchdowns against Mississippi, Brian Robinson, Jr. Jameis Williams, five receptions for 65 yards. Once again, Alabama, 42, Mississippi, 21. Um, After that, we go to Tennessee at home, at home against Tennessee in week eight on October 23rd. And it was all Crimson Tide, 52 to 24 in that one. Um, Big fourth quarter for Alabama, scoring four touchdowns in the fourth quarter to break this thing open. It was... A little close there for a while. Um, Bryce Young, 371 yards and two touchdowns. Brian Robinson, 107 yards and three touchdowns. And Jameis Williams, six receptions for 123 yards. A lot of offense in this one for Alabama, especially in the second half scoring 31 points, 28 in the fourth quarter. It was Alabama, 52, Tennessee, 24. Um, Then we go to LSU little bit of a defensive struggle, right? A little bit there compared to some of the previous games Bama had. This one was at home against LSU on November 6th, and it was Alabama 20, uh, LSU um, uh, 14, and Bryce Young threw for 302 yards and two touchdowns. Brian Robinson struggled only 18 yards carrying with a touchdown. Jameis Williams, Jameson Williams, um, 160 yards and a touchdown. And um, just you know, nobody scored in the hardly any points in the second half. Alice, LSU uh, had a touchdown in the third quarter. Alabama had two field goals. Really, the game was won in the second quarter for Alabama with those two touchdowns. Of course, this was at Bryant Denny Stadium, uh, and uh, it was it was Alabama twenty LSU fourteen. All right, we go to the next one, uh, kind of a cupcake game for uh, Alabama on November thirteenth. It was. Uh, against New Mexico State in Alabama and it was 59 to 3 Alabama and Alabama was winning this game believe it or not 49 to nothing at the half uh, 35 points in the second quarter Bryce Young 270 yards passing five touchdowns Brian Robinson ran for 99 yards and a touchdown and Jameson Williams, Jameson Williams 158 yards and three touchdowns in that game After New Mexico State came Arkansas, and it was Alabama, 42, Arkansas, 35 in Tuscaloosa. And in this one, uh, 21 points were scored by Alabama in the second quarter. Bryce Young passed. Are you ready for this one? 559 yards in that game for five touchdowns. Brian Robinson, 122 yards rushing, and Williams, 190 yards rushing. And three touchdowns and eight receptions. Just incredible numbers there in this one for Alabama. Um, again, 559 yards passing for Bryce Young in that 42-35 to 35 win over Arkansas. Uh, then Alabama goes to Auburn, right? Which is always, what can I say, the Iron Bowl game. And let me tell you something. Bryce Young earned his stripes in this one. He led this Auburn, I'm sorry, he led this Alabama team at Auburn and squeaked in there a victory on the back of um, Bryce Young, 24 to 22. And I think that's really what ended up earning him the Heisman Trophy Award in this game. This game went to four overtimes and Alabama hung in there and won 24 to 22. Bryce Young, 317 yards and two touchdowns, Brian Robinson, 71 yards. And John Meachie, the third, 150 yards and 13 receptions in this game. You know when you combine all those stats and those four overtimes, but this was really a, a win for Alabama, um, scoring 10 points in that fourth quarter to force that overtime on the back of Bryce Young. Still undefeated, right? Going to Georgia. To, well, they're playing Georgia, right? This is in the SEC championship game. In Alabama, we we talked about it earlier. Just put on put on a show, put on a whipping of Georgia you know Georgia wasn't expecting this really the only tough test Georgia had all year was against this Alabama team and it was Alabama 41 to 24 then we go to the playoffs and um in the semifinals of the playoffs Alabama played Cincinnati Cincinnati had a great season undefeated season Cincinnati did whatever they whatever they were asked to all season they beat Notre Dame they Beat Indiana. They ran the table in their conference, and they made it all the way to the champion, uh, the semifinal game against Alabama. So good for Cincinnati, but no match for Alabama. It was Alabama twenty-seven, Cincinnati six. No touchdowns uh for Desmond Ritter and the and the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. Bryce Young one hundred eighty-one yards and three touchdowns. Brian Robinson one hundred ninety-eight yards and Jacory Brooks sixty-six yards and a touchdown. Right. So Alabama is playing Georgia now in the national championship game. Believe it or not, going into this game, Alabama was the underdog. Entering the championship game, Alabama has been an underdog only twice in its last uh, 95 games. The only games in which the Tide were not favored came against Georgia. Nick Saban and company won those games by an average of 22 points. Uh, going into uh, the national championship game. That changed this year in the national championship game. Well, Georgia fans, you're agonizing. 41-year wait is over. It wasn't just that Georgia hadn't won a national championship since 1981. It was worse because it seemed like every rival around them had won one national championship or more in the past 41 years. Alabama has won seven. Clemson won with three Georgia high school quarterbacks. Florida State won a national championship. Florida won three. Auburn and Tennessee each got one, and even Georgia Tech won a half one. Things changed this year, Georgia. With, 40, <clears throat> with 54 seconds left, Keely Ringo intercepted Bama's quarterback and Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young and returned at 79 yards for a touchdown. That was huge, and that cemented the number three Georgia Bulldogs, 33 to 18 win over number one uh, Alabama, and it was Georgia's first national championship since 1980. Georgia finished the 20. 21 season with a 14-1 record, the most wins in school history. The only game they lost, again, was that SEC championship game to Alabama. Alabama's streak of seven wins in in the series, a streak that began in 2008, was broken. Alabama's coach, Nick Saban, is now 25-2 against his former assistants, with both losses coming this season. Monday night's game, national championship Monday night game, um, against Georgia's against Kirby Smart, who served under him in Alabama. That was one loss. And the other loss was the regular season loss that Alabama had to Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher, who was Saban's offensive coordinator at LSU. Interesting. What began in this game in the first half as a defensive slugfest with no touchdowns in the first half Georgia's six points at halftime were the fewest this season, but the game evolved in the second half into a showcase of big plays with both teams trading touchdowns and missing two-point conversions in the fourth quarter. Both quarterbacks, Bennett and Young, bennett Stepman, Stepman bennett (laughs) both struggled, right? Especially early in the game, Bennett was sacked a total of four times. Uh, Bryce Young sacked three times. Bennett, who was criticized following these two interceptions in the SEC title game, improved as the game went on and overcame a costly fumble. He completed 17 of 26 passes for 224 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. And that's the key, I thought, for for Georgia, no interceptions. And really, Bennett's been a pretty efficient quarterback all season long for Georgia, and I think we have to... uh, Give the give a shout out here to the offensive coordinator Munkin, who really, who really knew how to work this offense. I think they did a great job knowing. You know, Georgia knew they had a great defense. They did just enough all year on offense, especially in this game against Alabama. They knew they knew exactly what to do. They were they were they were disciplined. They kept the ball on the ground when they needed to. So I just thought it was an awesome. awesome Offensive performance, really, for Georgia. What Georgia did on offense, what they needed to do to win this game. First downs in the game were even. Georgia was only 4-12 on third down efficiency, but they seemed to overcome that. Alabama was 9-20 for on third down. Total yards, 399 for Bama, 364 for Georgia. Bama had more passing yards, 369 to Georgia's 224. Um, but you know, rushing was, it was a different story. Rushing the football 140 yards rushing for Georgia, only 30 yards rushing for Alabama. Incredible yards per rush for Alabama 1.1. And really that shows you the Georgia's defense. The Georgia defense came out to play in this game. Unlike the SEC championship game, shut down that run shut that run down for Alabama. And I really believe that was the difference in the end of this thing. Um, and then you had the big turnover at the end, Bryce Young throwing that interception at the end to seal the deal for Georgia. Um, time of possession was close, Alabama 31, Georgia 28. But it was the idea that Georgia stopped the run, right? Put the pressure on Bryce Young. Bryce Young had the injury to the receiver. Um, A couple of receivers. Mitchie was out, too. Um, So he was short-staffed there a little bit, too. So a combination of not having the receivers they needed in that game, a combination of Georgia's defense shutting the run down, and the offense for Georgia not making any real critical errors along the way there. And love the running of uh, Zamir White during the game, too. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. You know, great guy. Seems like a great kid. Shoulder much of the blame following uh, the loss to Georgia. He stated we had a lot of opportunities, moved the ball relatively well. We did some stuff well. We didn't execute. And at the end of the day, that's on me, right? So um, I don't know if he needs, you know, Bryce Young, you you did the best. You did the best you could under the circumstance, man. Don't hang your head. Don't hang your head in. You know, Bryce Young's going to get another day in the sun for Alabama before it's all said and done you know, difference in the game the last time in the SEC championship game, Young wasn't sacked a single time, but in the championship game, he was pressured the whole night and took probably as many hits that he took all season. You know, um, really that was, that was really part of the difference between these two games too. Um, the defense came out to play for Georgia. Again, as I mentioned earlier, Young played without John Meachie. And then Williams injured his knee in the second quarter. And that hamstrung Alabama's attack um, You know, in the second half. They tried to run the ball, but they they were not running the ball well. Meachie and Williams combined for 23 touchdowns during the season. Um, And he couldn't take advantage of the secondary with the young guys that he had in there. But, um, you know, there were times when Alabama moved the ball well against Georgia's defense, but they really had a struggle finishing drives. They had to settle for a lot of field goals, which really isn't the way Alabama wants to play. You know, Uh, that couple times it was first and goal situations inside the 10 and they couldn't execute and get a touchdown. Young had only thrown five interceptions all season, but again, he was pressing late in the game and that was resulted in that in that uh, interception by Keely Ringo in the last minute of the game, you know? Um, so losing Williams was big, but you know, no excuse. It's the next man up all the time for Alabama, right? I mean, that's 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 the way Alabama plays, always the next man up. So Georgia wins its second national championship since the introduction of the AP poll in 1936. The other one we mentioned earlier in the show was 1980 when they won. Georgia snapped their 40-year national drought and you saw the expression on the fans' faces watching the game for Georgia, the, the UGA fans, the Georgia Bulldog fans crying in the stands, right? Very emotional. We saw Stetson Bennett crying on the sidelines. Um, I think unless you're, from, unless you're a fan of the Georgia Bulldogs, you really don't quite understand what this burden was for Georgia. Georgia's win um, snapped the longest drought by a national championship team since Auburn ended a 52-year drought in 2010. Stetson Bennett, what can you say about the kid? Was tough all season long, very consistent in his play. He was a walk-on the first former walk-on to defeat a Nick Saban coached team as the starting quarterback since Michigan's Brian Greasy in 1997 when Saban was the head coach at Michigan State. A lot of people forget Nick Saban was the coach at Michigan State. Georgia is the second team in the AP poll era since 1936 to win 13 games by 15 plus points in a season joining the 2018 Clemson Tiger team. Kirby Smart, great win for Kirby Smart, and he was loving it up after the game. Kirby Smart is the fourth head coach in the last 60 years to win a national championship at his alma mater, joining Bear Bryant, Alabama's sixth title, Steve Spurrier for Florida in 1996, and Phillip Fulmer, Tennessee in 1998. And for people who love kicking, the first half was a good one. This was the first national championship game to feature five combined field goals in a half. Now, this Alabama team, you know, I guess you can say Alabama doesn't um, you know, rebuild, they reload. Wasn't the strongest team, in my opinion, of the Saban era. Given the Crimson Tide struggles on the offensive line and on defense at times the past season, nonetheless, once again, the Alabama Crimson Tide are favored to win it all in 2022. And let me tell you something, don't count them out. They're gonna be remembering this game. They lost in the national championship game against the Georgia Bulldogs forever. Bryce Young is back at quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. The defense is back. The tide may dip into the transfer portal to help replace some of the receivers because Williams is going pro as well. What's in store for Georgia? You know, Georgia's looking good again, right? But some things are going to be different there. They're going to enter this coming season as the SEC favorites but there's gonna be a little bit of a different feel on defense, starting with the top coordinator, Dan Lanning, leaving to go to Oregon to become the new head coach at Oregon. Former Florida and South Carolina coach, Will Munchamp, and inside linebackers coach, Glenn Schumann, will work as co-coordinators in 2022. There's gonna be some losses on defense for Georgia. There's gonna be some more young players involved. Uh, Stetson Bennett is eligible to return for another season. And he's probably going to be battling JT Daniels again for the starting job. And Georgia's offense may have to do a little bit more heavy lifting than they did this year. This defense for Georgia was unreal. Probably going to have to do a little bit more heavy lifting on defense. But all in all, don't be surprised if we're sitting here next year, this time next year, with another Alabama Georgia national championship game. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fan Man podcast. You can catch the Fan Man podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. Check out my Twitter page at the underscore fan underscore man underscore and tell me what you think.